And now it's time for Back to the Futures on the BetQL Network with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague. Presented by BetMGM. All right, hello, good evening. How are we doing out there? Back to the Futures here on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcast. Brandon Sprague here on the West Coast. My co-host in Boston, Lucy Burge, on Twitter at Lucille Burge and on Instagram at Lucille Burge. Give her a follow. Uh, Lucy, good evening. Uh, I still don't think I've fully gotten a functional level post Vikings Bills. That was that was a draining, emotional, back and forth, exciting and fun game. I think maybe I've ever seen. I don't. I don't want to go too crazy here, Lucy, and say it's the greatest NFL game of all time. We felt that way about Chiefs and Rams a couple years ago on that Monday night, but. That certainly was the game of the year for me because it just felt like a heavyweight dogfight. This was 1,000% the game of the season so far. I would say every week this year you have a game where you think maybe this is the greatest game of the season, but this was it. This is definitely of the week, maybe of of the season. This is the one game so far this year I have stood up off my couch and stood like this close to my TV watching this because I had Vikings plus three, three in this. And that's why I was really, really happy with this game. And I'm really glad I did have Vikings plus three because I was super into it. And I was, I was hesitant even going into this week to take that because I was under the impression that Josh Allen was likely not going to play that he was injured. So this Mm -hmm. developed my conspiracy theory that he was not really injured. And that's what I I think is the case here. I think he was embarrassed that he lost to the Jets. And he had a nice little excuse in the fact that he was like, oh, my elbow. So uh, I think that that was in play there. But to see the Bills go down was thrilling. That game was so electric. That is is a game that unites. That's one of those unite us all games in watching that everybody stops, watches this game. And that was that was a made for even Scott Hansen when he came back from break just said all I can say is football. Yeah. I mean as cliche as possible, <laughs> but that is why yeah. football is king. Right. Like this game, I mean it, it that was so electric following the Buccaneers win. So the only bet that did not hit for me today because I also had Chiefs minus nine and a half and Buccaneers minus two and a half. Tom Brady over his passing yards two seventy five and a half and he hit the under on that but it's okay because they won and I've never seen, I I don't know if I've ever seen Tom Brady so happy in a regular season game as the Germany one. That was electric as well. Another so far, I would say electric week in football. Yeah. I mean, we get to Brady and the Bucks at some point because we'll go through some of the divisions here in the NFL. just an incredible weekend of football where now we wonder aloud, like, Hey, who, who is the best team? Um, I want to get to some MVP stuff as well. I think those are interesting odds. There's a player, that's not being talked about, I think, on the level that he should, given the history of the award. And so I'll tell you who that is a little bit later. But I, I want to stick with this Bills game because this was an interesting line all week to me. You know, it opens at eight and a half. And you're like, okay, it's Bills Vikings. Vikings don't feel legit. They're going to Buffalo. Buffalo's desperate. All right, that's a lot of points. Maybe I'm not buying the Bills at that number, but let's see where it goes. Well, then it, it readjusts. Because word starts trickling out through practice that that Josh Allen isn't going to play. And Ian Rappaport, I had noted this on Wednesday, Ian Rappaport on Thursday, or Wednesday, excuse me, had said on uh, NFL Network that Allen most likely is not playing. 
and everybody exactly. heard this. The line falls from eight and a half. It, it got all the way out here on DraftKings, Lucy, to three and a half. Now, I wanted to take the Vikings because I thought, oh, it's Case Keenum. And then come Sunday, we find out Allen is playing. The, ju- the line jumped back up at kickoff to six and a half. And I, I had to take it. I had to take the Vikings because I do think Josh Allen's legitimately hurt. He was holding his elbow in that jet game. And it's crazy because they're one good play, Lucy, away from winning this game. They were up 10 late. Kirkers and the Vikings come back, and they take a lead, and then it goes back and forth. And let's go to overtime. And, and Josh Allen, I don't know what it is, but the last three, four weeks, Lucy, it feels like he's, he's gotten some costly turnovers. They should have won the game by kneeling it and pressing it out of the, the goal line. He fumbled. The Vikings recovered, got a touchdown. They ended up tying the game. So the Bills suddenly go from NFL favorites, I think, Lucy, to is this shifted for you now? When you look in the AFC, the NFC, have you shifted away from Buffalo as maybe the preemptive favorite? Yes. After today, absolutely. Because they their performance doesn't match their odds and them to be favored in the division, favored to win the Super Bowl. That's not the team that we saw today. Josh Allen... If he is injured, I still think he's playing the long game here and just and acting like, oh, I'm injured. So that when he is terrible, he can use that excuse. But in any case, he did not look great today. And whether or not he's, he's injured, which, okay, fine, maybe he probably is. But going forward, that's going to impact him. That's going to impact this team. So I think the odds for, for them to be favored to win the division, favored to win the Super Bowl, I don't know if they're going to be favored much longer after what we saw today and the dominance of the Vikings, the Vikings did not give up. The Minnesota Vikings did not give up in this game. So it was exhilarating to see that. But also when you look at the records, the Vikings seven and one, and then the Eagles eight. No, those two, I I don't know. Are they the best teams in football? Right. Every week it feels like we're looking at the Eagles and somebody else is the best two teams in football. And it changes every week. And that's why this, this season has been so roller coastery and bizarre Every week, there's a new team at the top, the, mm-hmm. the cream of the crop. You know, who's it going to be this week? The Lions, because they won today. The Buccaneers finally won. Packers almost. I mean, it's just every week is something different. And that's, I mean, that's why it's great. But it's, it's just, that's why I took the, the Vikings. I was getting a little bit concerned about my Vikings pick. As they said, Josh Allen will play. I was like, great. Yep. But I'm glad I stuck with it. And uh, that was, that's why it was, it was such a roller coaster. Cardiac kids, they really are. Well, the Vikings are an interesting team, Lucy, because uh, I got to put myself in the camp of I'm not buying it. It's not legitimate. I've said out loud multiple times I can't wait to bet against the Vikings in the divisional round. A couple things to to take away here, and we can move on to another game before we get to our divisional breakdowns, our MVP looks, uh, some shakeups in college football. We'll get to that a little bit. Um, Seven straight wins now for the Vikings, all one possession games. A few of those, more than a few of those, coming back from deficits. Uh, a good stat here from Zach that he told us pre-show. <laughs> no team that has lost to Kirk Cousins in a season. So the season in which they play Kirk Cousins. No team that's lost to Kirk Cousins has won the Super Bowl. Now, is that a dumb stat? It absolutely is because at some point there might be a team that's going to lose to Kirk Cousins and win the Super Bowl. But it's just an interesting note because, Lucy, I, I put myself in the Viking camp of not buying it. And I'm watching this game from start to finish, and I know they were trailing and they had to come back, but still, like, it's a mark of a pretty damn good tough team, Lucy, to go to Buffalo where they're desperate and be down double digits and make that comeback and get forced to overtime late by blowing some defensive coverages. 
and still being able to to withstand it, pick off Josh Allen, and get out of there with a one-loss season so far. So they're having a remarkable year. Their lead in their division is – it's almost impossible at this point the way the schedule is kind of shaping up for me to see the Vikings blowing that divisional lead. So there's probably no value in betting the Vikings right now because those odds are probably so awful. Um, but I, I think I have to change my stance. Like, I, I also think if either the Bills or the Vikings, Lucy, are going to win the Super Bowl, I feel like they are the ones that have to play each other for it. Because the, yes. the history of these organizations, Lucy, are the 70s and the Purple People Eaters and not quite getting it, getting it done. And then there's the Bills who go to four straight and 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 lose four straight Super Bowls. Like I just kind of feel like maybe history should be in the side of make that the Super Bowl because if that's the game, I'll sign up for it. And if either team's gonna overcome the heartbreak that their cities have uh, gone through, it's it's got to be by eliminating the other team in this instance. So maybe even a Super Bowl preview today. Yeah. Well, if the NFL script writers are listening, then uh, listen up because that's what we want for sure. Because sometimes you feel like these are scripted, but they're they're not. But that's why I like this stat. I really like this stat because I love stats like this. But we saw today that this happened. And then going forward in the season, if the Bills continue to trend downward, you look back at this stat and think, oh, maybe it rings true. And now that the Buccaneers are on the upswing, this leaves room for the stat about J-Lo and her getting married to slide in here and that to ring true and Tom Brady to win the Super Bowl again with the Buccaneers in a year where J-Lo gets married. That's why I love these stats because it all kind of comes together if these stats continue to ring true. I know that basically makes no sense, these, that stat and the other one really, but it, it, it continues to be active as a trend. So who's to say it can't be right now? But that that kind of well, that Super Bowl would be scrappy, hard fought. That's why that would be great, like a game like today. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. Now you mentioned the Bucks and Seahawks. They got it going in Munich, Germany, where they're going to have games for at least the next four years. And it was a bit of a slugfest. Tampa got on Seattle early, up fourteen nothing. Seattle comes back, but it's a little, you know, too little, too late. And Tampa wins. They they haven't lost since he got divorced. I still Correct. don't buy this team. But I think the one benefit they have is not Tom Brady. I think the one thing that they have going for them is their defense. Their defense is built incredibly like a postseason team. And a bit of a wake-up call, I thought, for Seattle today. Now, I I think the Seahawks are still a good football team. But as somebody that's kind of looked, you know, in the Northwest at them very closely, this has been a huge surprise. But I saw somebody tweet out this week, don't get Vegas's read here. Why the Bucks are favored by two and a half to three? I'm not seeing it. And I simply responded, I can't, with well, the one thing I can't get about Seattle, Lucy, I can't get the Seattle at San Francisco game out of my brain. Geno's mm-hmm. good. Lockett, DK have been great this year. Kenneth Walker, probably offensive rookie of the year right now. That's a great combination, but when they went against San Francisco's elite defense that was healthy, they, they were like completely shut down. And that was not a functional offense. And so my only pushback was I think Vegas is just seeing that this Tampa defense is legit and that Seattle's offense tends to struggle against these kinds of levels of defense, whether that's a Geno thing, a scheme thing, I don't know. But I really like that Tampa team going all week with that spread because I could not get Geno against the Niners earlier out of my brain. And lo and behold, here you go. The Tampa Bay defense I mean, they—they they, 16 points is what they gave up. One of those scores was late. So just a phenomenal effort, I think, by that Tampa defense. And the reason to buy Tampa, 
more than anything else. Not Tom Brady, not Leonard Fournette, not Godwin, not Evans. It's the mm-hmm. Tampa Bay defense that's going to maybe do it for them this year. Yeah, and one thing I couldn't get out of my brain when I was watching that defense and their performance today was this week when Brady criticized the team, saying little spurts of saying the effort isn't there, lack of effort, the attitude is a problem, and turning that around, the whole team turning that around maybe, their attitude, their effort, there was something going on clearly because Brady called it out. During he said during games their effort and and their attitude so it's possible they change that around and I think the crowd also had a big deal to do with this because that crowd was unreal the size of the beers I think had something to do with it but the atmosphere in Germany was very special and I'm glad the NFL are is doing games there for the next four years I think Gazelle said so I think that is uh that's exciting for them but I think also what scared me about the Buccaneers this season in a good way the look in Brady's eyes, he was happy to play football again. And I know that the rest of the team has a, has a lot to do with it, but the look in his eyes said, I'm going to carry this team to a Super Bowl now, and we are going to do this, and we are on a good path here. So I, I think he is in this for the long haul, I and mean, the Buccaneers are in this for the long haul, and it's a, the rest of their season, I think, is going to be on the upswing. The defense is just, that is, that's a huge piece of it, and it's very, I think, exciting. Uh, one other, a couple games to get to, um, we got divisional things that we'll get to as well. MVP odds. Um, I, I don't know what to add here outside of just comical at this point. The Raiders are a pitiful two and seven. They fall the day to the Colts. Oh, no. And Lucy, it's not that this game has any real significance. Both these teams, neither one of them strike me as, you know, honestly, a whole lot of anything. Uh, the Raiders might even be done at this point. Derek Carr's crying in the post game. Jeff Saturday hired as the interim guy. His highest level is high school, and they give him the gig, former Colt, and everybody's outraged this week. And I said, you know what? I'm betting it just because everybody's pissed, and I know McDaniels is this bad. I'm betting the Colts. I got the Colts at plus six on Tuesday. Uh, I was pretty excited about that. What do we make of the McDaniels Raider thing? Is this going to be a one and done? Because it feels like the Patriots always knew he wasn't good. And that's why they haven't hired a real offensive coordinator. Yeah, I think he's one and done. I don't see how he can be the coach next week, even. I don't I don't I either. Would, I, yeah, that was I would guess he gets fired in the next week. Uh, tomorrow. Like let's say he gets fired because there there was that tweet in all the Twitter chaos this week where the blue check mark uh, situation where they tweeted out Josh McDaniels was fired. And I see why people believed it, obviously, but I wouldn't be shocked if we see a real tweet of that this week. For sure. Yeah. Because Derek Carr crying, the Raiders hit rock bottom. Guy Fieri could not help them. Disappointment for the Raiders today. Uh, update on cow. Sunday night football. Chargers are currently driving. They just got a uh, partially blocked punt, so they have great field position. They're in 49er territory, and uh, they are up 10-3 to here, I think, in the second. Yeah, about 9.50 left in the second quarter. So uh, let's get to Green Bay, Dallas, and divisional rounds, and we'll play a little different modified version against the lines. Uh, we have a lot to get into, Lucy, suddenly, and maybe even a little college football because uh, we got a new top 10, and I don't know about you, but I'm pretty excited about it. I think it's making the season. We had some pretty big upsets all throughout the top 25, and so uh, we'll get to that as well. Back to the Futures back with a little more reaction from some of the games and some divisional looks, and some MVP MVP futures. Back to the futures back on the BetQL Network.
Back to the Futures. We'll be back with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Start your day with a daily tip presented by BetMGM. Featuring Michael Jenkins and Chelsea Messenger on the BetQL Network. Jenks, somebody once told me that you shouldn't bet on underdogs unless you think they have the chance to win outright. Do you think that's a factual statement or do you think it's different in the NFL? Because I think you could probably make the case in college football, but in the NFL, I think the spread does matter. Oh, no question. The NFL is different because it's so competitive and it's why the NFL is so hard to bet. So, no, I I don't buy that at all. We see so many games where the number is spot on, especially as the season progresses. What happens? Vegas gets so sharp with these lines. I mean, they're absolutely on point. How many totals have we seen that maybe go over or under by a hook? No, I don't believe that. The Daily Tip, weekday morning, 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Get locked into You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. With Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. I'm kind of sick of, of losing money on the NBA. Okay. And every <laughs> night I am donating money to the NBA. Like, NFL's been good this season. And then it's the NBA. Here are nine props. What was your record? Two and seven. Great. Sounds awesome. I'm not trying to make it like I'm like a winning NBA better, or like the world's greatest right. NBA better. I'm not this bad. So I think like if the season had started differently, I'm not this bad. Put that, up, just put saying, that on the banner. Like I am, I am not saying that I am a winning NBA better or have won at the NBA over the mm. balance of my betting career or that I expect to win on a season in the NBA. I'm not saying any of those things, but I am definitely not this bad. Like, I feel like my process is pretty good. I'm getting killed right now. This is just a total debacle every night. You better you bet 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern from the BetQL Network. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Sports bettors wrap up your day with BetMGM Tonight, presented by BetMGM, starring Ryan Horvath and Trista Crick on the BetQL Network. I like Burrow under pass attempts on Trista, so I'm oh, sorry. That is a no, little wait, bit why did he wait? Oh, of did you a already crossfire. Know this? No, I had no idea until just now. It's like... That's called an assault. That's literally, you didn't even say anything. Can we just take a, make a pact? I like you. Do you like me? I do like okay, you. Okay, I like you, Ryan. Do you like me? Yes. That It wasn't so clear at first, but you like me now. <laughs> yes. yes. But I think you have to. I think you have to keep going to the well. The fact that they're 6-1. and one, At what point do you say enough is enough? I have to back the Giants. But see, Trista, that's what makes us great. That's what makes this show so good is the fact that we don't do that. It's the people. The fact that we are willing to consistently Consistently money. go back to the well. <laughs> Keep going back. BetMGM tonight, 7 to 11 Eastern from the BetQL Network. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Grab your flux capacitor and let's go back to the futures with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. All right, welcome back in. Hey, Maryland sports fans, sports betting is coming soon, and we want to give you, get you prepped to win big. The BetQL Network is hosting live shows at BetMGM National Harbor Sportsbook on November 20th. Through the 22nd, come watch the USA's World Cup opener 
followed by Monday Night Football with the BetQL personalities. Uh, I want to give you guys a heads up on that. We have a lot to get into uh, tonight on the show. I want to get some MVP stuff. I think there's a couple games. I teased that we'd get to those games. I'm not sure we'll be able to do it here, but we will get to it in the final segment. We'll give you a quick update of how the college football landscape uh, was shaken out coming up uh, after this weekend, a weekend of top 25 upsets all across the board. And so we got a new top 25 according to the Riders. We'll see what the playoff will end up being on Tuesday. Um, so uh, we'll get to all of that coming up. And maybe the sneaky team that uh, you might want to bet for the Super Bowl, which sounds crazy to say out loud. But uh, let's bring on our super producer, Zach Kroll, here. Now, normally we do uh, – we play Guess the Lines now. And we pick games, and mm-hmm. Lucy kills me, and I'm, I have no read for these games. But we're going to do a slight modification of it. Uh, we're going to play a little bit of look ahead here. We got divisional round odds that uh, coming into the day what they were and what we think they'll be ultimately uh, tomorrow. So, Zach, thanks for hopping on again. Uh, where do you want to start? Yeah, guys. So we spoke a lot about uh, the Buffalo Bills in the first segment, and all of a sudden – They are no longer in first place in the AFC East. They're actually tied for second, technically in third uh, with the Jets at six and three. Going into today, the Bills were minus 300 to win the AFC East. The Dolphins were plus 350. The Jets were plus 1,200, and the Patriots were plus 1,600. It's important to remember, again, this was going into today. Unfortunately, we don't have the updated odds for these divisions. But the first question I'll toss to you guys is, Buffalo, after their loss today, they're obviously going to be lower than uh, minus 300. Do you think the Dolphins should be even with them? Should the Dolphins be favored? Because, Sprague, I know uh, you bet on the Dolphins today, I believe, and they're, they've been playing some really good football over the last yeah. couple of weeks. Should the Dolphins be favored to win the AFC East? I don't think they should be favored. I, I will say I, I've, I've been hammering the Dolphins. Um, you mentioned the stat. Like, with Tua plays, this team is just different. And you've seen it in a few games that they lost – um, and they couldn't quite overcome. Like, Tua is just perfect for what the offense is. McDaniel should probably be the coach of the year um, if Sirianni ends up losing a couple games. But what they're doing in Miami is special. I've been cashing in, guys, on Dolphins overs, have been playing for me for three, four weeks now. That offense is just humming at 26, seven, 26 27 points with Tua in line. Their defense gives up points. Overs have been cashing in. And I loved them today against the Browns at uh, minus three and a half. I didn't really understand that line. I think the Browns are awful. Uh, That being said, I I don't think the Dolphins should be even with the Bills yet. They should have, and they did have the second-best odds coming in. I think this should be real close. I'd still have Buffalo at, like, minus 150 to win the division, maybe minus 180, because at the end of the day, you're still gambling against Josh Allen and that offense that, yeah, it's been a little problematic. Um, But I think they'll ultimately get Miami in December in Buffalo. So, no, I would not put Miami even odds with the Bills at this point. I would put Miami ahead of Buffalo. I think the Dolphins should be favored, and I think it should be Bills and Jets maybe tied, but even the Jets a little bit favored over the Bills because the Bills lost to the Jets, which in my book makes the Jets a better team. So I would say maybe not much distance between them. I think the Patriots would be much further down still and still in fourth, but I think it should be Dolphins, Jets, tied with the bills maybe or just a little bit shorter odds and then the patriots further down below i i I think the dolphins should be favored now because you look at the bills and you look at the momentum that they may have in the coming weeks and with josh allen hurt you don't know that's a concern 
with Josh Allen? Who, how, who are they going to be in the coming weeks? And I think their confidence is very, very low after these two losses. So I, I would look at the Dolphins to be even slightly favored, and then the Bills and Jets may be tied. So what's also interesting about this AFC East is both the Jets and the Patriots, they had a bye week today. And again, going into today, the Jets were plus 1,200 to win the AFC East. The Patriots were plus 1,600. And next week, Miami actually has a bye, and the Jets will go to Foxborough. If the Jets could win that game, they will be by themselves in first place in the AFC East, and they'll also be by themselves in second place as the two seed in the entire AFC conference. And we remember what happened with these two teams playing in New York a few weeks ago uh, with the Patriots coming out with the victory. So when you look at those two numbers, do you think they improved after this uh, Bills loss today? And which team would be would we be more interested in investing in uh, to win this division between the Jets and the Pats? Um, you know, if I if I had to lay a bet, I I still think I'd lay it more on the Pats. Now that that's. That is to acknowledge the Jets have had a great year. I've loved the Jets' story. I've been chanting J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets for weeks. Zach, I know you're a Jets fan. Like, it, it's a great season. Sadly, I just don't know what to make at a quarterback spot, and I don't think the Patriots have an all-world quarterback, but at least they've got an all-world coach that can coach a defense when he needs to. I, I like Robert Sala, and I'm not suggesting he can't. I just, if I'm gambling on a quarterback, I, I think I'm begrudgingly gambling on Mac Jones, if if not him, Bailey Zappi over Zach Wilson. So I think I'd actually lay it if I had to more on the Patriots than I would the Jets. I would do the same. Just looking at the way Zach Wilson played the last time against the Patriots, he looked awful. And admittedly, between these two or three quarterbacks with Bailey Zappi in there, it's the lesser of two or three evils because none of them are elite, stellar quarterbacks. So who, are you, who is going to show up that day as the better quarterback is kind of how it is because the Jets were, were rolling along and, and then they faced the Patriots. And so I, I still don't know how the, the Patriots won that essentially because it wasn't great football. It was not a great game, but they did. No. And so that's why I would look at the Patriots here and I think the Patriots might have a better I – don't, I don't know if the Patriots will even finish with a better record than the Jets – or, or what? Because it's so hot and cold and it's so unpredictable. But this week, what concerns me about this week is after the last Jets-Patriots game, they said, it might have even been Zach Wilson who said, we'll see them in a couple weeks. We'll get them next time. And that kind of concerns me because it's a little bit of bulletin board material to have that loss. So I, I don't know if, the, if it's all a matter of who wakes up that day as the, the team that comes out with the win or who plays better. And it's not like they they breeze in or something like it's it is really tough to get a read on the Patriots this season, even tougher than to get a read on the Jets. But I would take the Patriots in this spot next week. Yeah, I think what makes it so interesting is the Jets are really talented. I think they have one of the better defenses in the league. But the Patriots, Mm -hmm. even though their roster isn't great, they still have Bill Belichick, who has just dominated the Jets over the course of the last 20 years. And he uh, always gives it his all when they're going uh, up against them. So when I look at these two teams, I don't know. I think that game next week is going to be huge. Uh, do we want to play a quick guess the line for that game next week? Because I do have it in front Ooh, of me. Yes, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's, let, let's play a quick guess the line. I'll let you go first, Lucy. Okay. I'm going to say Patriots favored. Ooh. Oh, no. Okay. I'm going to say Patriots minus... 
three and a half. Uh, I'll half point you down. I'll say Patriots minus three. <laughs> this is unreal. Lucy continues her hot streak from last Wait, week. Wait, stop it. <laughs> See, I thought, Sprague, I thought you put the kibosh on this game because you were losing so much. And now we play a sneak a little impromptu game in here. And look at what happens. Wait, Zach, this is that is true? the dumbest game of all time. Are you, Are you lying? Zach, she, Zach is lying. She nailed the line. That's unbelievable. I That's mean, you guys, were, God. you guys were right there. Wow. Three, three and a, you guys were right there. You were on it. Pretty sharp. Maybe it'll go Zach, down. Zach, what's the next, next What's the next division you want to kind of get a glimpse at based on what we saw today? Yeah, Sprague. So you mentioned it briefly uh, in the first segment, the Seahawks. They were uh, the second team in the NFC West going into uh, tonight's action at plus 140. San Francisco was favored at minus 130. Now we know the 49ers are currently playing on Sunday Night Football and trailing uh, 13 to 3 to the Chargers. But Sprague, I'll ask you: Do you think it was too late on Seattle? Do people uh, that were going to bet that that wanted to bet them to win the NFC West were they too late? Is is their run over? No, I I don't think their run is over. Um... It's such a weird division in the way those match these teams match up. Now, I know the Cardinals just pummeled the Rams today, and it was a backup quarterback battle. But McVay, I think, going into this game is like 8-1 uh, and one or 10-1 and one in his career against the Cardinals. He just – and then if conversely, when Russ was on the Seahawks, they, they own the Niners. Like, it's just this weird – the Niners own the Rams. It's a weird thing of in cannibalization with this division. I, I wouldn't give up on the Seahawks ticket yet, actually. The Niners could very well lose tonight. They're an awful home favorite. Like in the Shanahan era, he is he's just dreadful in this spot. And so if you got the Chargers at kick at plus seven and a half, like God bless you, that was the move to take. And they're already down ten. I think the winner of this division is going to be ten and seven. And that's kind of the number you're looking at for this division. And I think it's really a two team race at this point. I don't trust the Cardinals and I damn sure don't trust the Rams. And so I think it's going to come down to the Seahawks and the Niners. They have a tilt on December 15th in Seattle. That game could maybe decide everything. Um, but uh, I wouldn't give up on a Seahawks ticket yet. They're at least the first or second best team in this division. And so I just think that's always worth still putting a couple bucks down uh, or feeling hopeful for a ticket to cash. No, I agree. Don't give up on the Seahawks. And the 49ers, the way I think about them has been so up and down. Because I don't trust Jimmy G so much, but then they get no. Christian McCaffrey and you're like, okay, maybe they have a little bit of life, but now they're losing tonight. So the, the hot and cold up and down with the 49ers, they just, they don't have the, like the juice, I feel like. So I, the Seahawks, I, again, I, like you said, I wouldn't give up on them. Also Rams Cardinals. I'm like, yeah, no, that's not happening. All right. One last thought we, uh, until we close out on these divisions, when we wake up tomorrow, what do we think the odds for the Buccaneers to win the NFC South will be? Because going into today, they were minus 210. The Falcons, they actually lost uh, on Thursday night football to the Panthers. And mm -hmm. by, uh, for the record, uh, I don't know if it'll matter, but the last week of the season, Tampa Bay actually goes to Atlanta to take on the Falcons. Maybe that game will have some ramifications. But what should the Buccaneers' odds be to win the NFC South? Uh, Lucy, I'll start with you. I think they are going to get shorter. I think it will be, I'm going to say minus 170. And still favored. Minus 170, huh? Yeah, that's just the what I feel. Okay. 
was gonna say okay. minus one fifty, but I was like, no, maybe maybe they won't drop that much. Maybe it'll be minus one seventy. I, I, th- I think to to win that division, Zach, I, I'm going above. I, I I see here on our pre-show coming into today minus two ten. I I think today they get the win against uh, the Seahawks. The Falcons are not legit. The Saints are awful. The Panthers are, you know, they're coming back to the norm. Those three teams will duke it out for who cares. The Bucks will somehow win this division. But if I was to lay, like, a percentage on it, like, Zach, I, it, I'm stunned if tomorrow the Bucks are not, like, a minus 400. Based on the way the, all these teams and their trajectory is going, I think this is a minus 350 to minus 400. I just I don't know how people aren't heavily betting the Bucks at this point, especially if you got it in today at minus 210. Yeah, I agree. And the Falcons, they kind of no-showed for that game uh, against the Panthers on Thursday night. And I'm curious to see what their plans are with the quarterback position because that was the first time Marcus Mariota just did not – That was he was unplayable. Like, he didn't give them a chance yeah. to win. And they do have uh, Desmond Ritter. So, uh, again, those two teams actually play the last week of the season. Guys, I'll throw it over to you. Any other uh, divisional odds you guys want to hit on or a long shot – uh, possibly, I know the Bengals uh, and a couple other teams were on a bye. Any other divisions we want to hit on? I feel like the yeah. Eagles should be heavier favorites. Minus 390, I feel like they should be like minus 500, minus 600, like where the Chiefs were heading into today in their division. Mm-hmm. Like it should be like Eagles minus 600 to win the NFCs. Well, let's see. As of right now, as we're talking – and they come in minus 390, which is, you know, to be expected for a team that's undefeated. So at this point right now, I mean, Dallas is 2-1 and one in the division. Washington's probably not going to do much. And the Giants mm-hmm. so far are 0-1. The Eagles are 2-0. and So you still, I mean, look, record-wise, it's going to be tough. And maybe the Eagles probably won't be able to come down enough because they, they're a legit team. Maybe you're right, Lucy. Maybe Maybe those odds go from 390 to, like, Minus 550, minus 500 because of that Cowboy loss. Because divisional records are not far off, but overall records. I mean, the Eagles' biggest threat isn't even the Cowboys right now. It's it's the Giants. So until we see them lose a game, I, I think you're probably right when you look at the NFC East um, in terms of what their odds should be. 390 today coming in. I bumped that to 4, 450. I, I think that'd kind of be fair, to be honest with you. And the Giants and Eagles still play each other twice, so two, still two games uh, up for grabs. There you go. Okay. Uh, good stuff, Zach. Um, we're going to get to some MVP stuff. I, I want to talk about a couple games today. One game pissed me off, and another team needs to be talked about in the Super Bowl conversation. I'll tell you who that is. And uh, run through quickly the college football landscape, the uh, – uh, the not the odds, the top, tw- uh, top 10, excuse me, the AP poll that came out. And upset city all over the board. Back to the futures, back with more here on the BetQL Network. Back to the futures. We'll be back with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM.
Get locked into You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM, with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. I'm kind of sick of, of losing money on the NBA, okay. and every <laughs> night I am donating money to the NBA. Like, NFL's been good this season, and then it's the NBA. Here are nine props. What was your record? Two and seven. Great. Sounds awesome. I'm not trying to make it like I'm like a winning NBA better, like the world's greatest right. NBA better. I'm not this bad. So I think like if the season had started differently, I'm not this bad. Put that on the banner. Like I am, I am not saying that I am a winning NBA better or have won at the NBA over the mm. balance of my betting career or that I expect to win on a season in the NBA. I'm not saying any of those things, but I am definitely not this bad. Like, I feel like my process is pretty good. I'm getting killed right now. This is just a total debacle every night. You better you bet. 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern from the BetQL Network. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Start your day with a daily tip presented by BetMGM. Featuring Michael Jenkins and Chelsea Messenger on the BetQL Network. Jenks, somebody once told me that you shouldn't bet on underdogs unless you think they have the chance to win outright. Do you think that's a factual statement or do you think it's different in the NFL? Because I think you could probably make the case in college football, but in the NFL, I think the spread does matter. Oh, no question. The NFL is different because it's so competitive and it's why the NFL is so hard to bet. So, no, I I don't buy that at all. We see so many games where the number is spot on, especially as the season progresses. What happens? Vegas gets so sharp with these lines. I mean, they're absolutely on point. How many totals have we seen that maybe go over or under by a hook? No, I don't believe that. The Daily Tip, weekday morning, 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Check out BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. With the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth on the BetQL Network. Is the top of the NFC stronger than the top of the AFC? Because now you can go like 40, right? I know the Packers yeah. have been extremely disappointing. And while they have a great record, I mean, we may question the Vikings. Seattle's mm-hmm. legit. And like I'm looking at their matchup next week. I'm like, Tampa Bay. Bring it, TB12. Bring it. Nice win. Cool story. You guys still stink. And uh, Seattle's a no-doubter. The only thing that worried me about this game was everybody was saying the same thing. Like, why are the Seahawks underdogs at Arizona? And I just don't get it. We're all in. We're all in on Seattle, and everybody was right. I don't know one person that made a case for the Arizona Cardinals. BetQL Daily with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth. Presented by BetMGM. 9 to noon Eastern on the BetQL Network. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Grab your flux capacitor and let's go back to the futures. With Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague on the BetQL Network. Presented by BetMGM. All right, we wrap it up here. We have a lot to get into, so let's not uh, dilly-dally around here. Let's look, A couple games we didn't talk about at all. Rodgers and the Cowboys. I, I cannot begin to lay the expletives enough on how upset I was at this game. I saw this line all week. Cowboys minus four. I kept looking at it and looking at it. And I'm like, how? How with that pass rush? How with this offense of Green Bay? How with that running game of Dallas? Is this not going to be a Dallas Cowboys win? And Lucy, they were up 14, and I had a nice payday coming my way. And then somehow Aaron Rodgers and one of the worst offenses in all of football musters together a comeback 
They get it to overtime. McCarthy goes for it on fourth and four, doesn't get it. Rodgers and the Packers go down, kick a field goal, and I lose my bet, and the Dallas Cowboys blow a 14-point lead at Lambeau. And so for one week at least, the Packers are still kind of alive in some people's eyes because they win in overtime today. I'm quite upset by this game, and I'm kind of on a I hate Dallas kick for the next couple weeks because they just cost me some money today. I, had, I think I fundamentally have to until I see a line next week that I love, and I take them. Yeah, I was also quite disappointed with this outcome. It, not to the level I didn't have any bets or any picks or money on this game. So I think the equivalent to that is if the Vikings had lost today, I would have hated the Vikings for and never bet on them again because I would be so mad at them. <laughs> so this, I can, I can empathize with this. So the Packers winning was disappointing to me because I just wanted to see how far Aaron Rodgers and the Packers could fall. If they lost six in a row, what would happen? Like, what Oof. would Aaron Rodgers say? What would he do? What would Oof. he? I mean, last time we had him face down in the grass, and then after this, the all and all of today, heading into Sunday Night Football, underdogs were are seven and five straight up today, which is wild. So this is just another example. An overtime game, sure, the second overtime game of the day, very exciting, but not so exciting in the end. Because this, I, I did want to kind of see the Packers fall once again, just to see what would happen. And just kind of disappointed to see the outcome. Yeah, as Chicago points out, uh, last time the Packers were 4-6, and six, they ran the table, and the Packers just happened to lose in the NFC Championship game. Was that, guys, was that the R-E-L-A-X season where he basically said relax mm-hmm. and they got it together and they looked good, but they fell just short? Um, we'll give you an update on that. Did that yeah, Cowboys. Before, oh, a week ago. He did that a couple of weeks ago where he was like, "We did, everybody just relax. We need to be better, have a better mindset or whatever. Maybe maybe okay. you do, Aaron Rodgers, with all your They said it cleansing. was a few years later, so that's that's good for clarification. Um, we'll see what happens with the Dallas Cowboys. I, I don't know if I'm buying the Packers yet. I I don't know. I'm just I'm not ready to go there yet, and so we'll have to wait and see. One team, I think, Lucy, I, I think it's time to stop playing jokes and games, and I think it's totally fair to say this. The Miami Dolphins are a Super Bowl contending team, and they need to be treated as such and looked upon as such. Tyreek Hill is probably going to break the receiving record. Another big game for him today. Tua uh, is just lights out, and he puts up ungodly stats yet again. They are undefeated with Tua at quarterback. And Lucy, I, I guess I'll start here. Like, where do we? How do we slot the Dolphins appropriately? I said in the last segment they shouldn't be favored to win the division, but. I can tell you right now, I'm probably going to check my app after the show and, and lay a bet on them for Super Bowl odds just because with this team, the way that that offense is humming, there's just weapons all over the place. Where are you at on the Dolphins after that win today uh, in convincing fashion against the Browns? Yeah, well, after the win today is why I think they should be favored to win the division and their Super Bowl odds should be strongly considered because this team is for real. As you said, they are undefeated with Tua starting from or playing from start to finish in, in these games. So looking at the score even today, the defense, stellar. I know it's the Browns, but, you know, 39 to 17 railroaded them. So I would I would really, I think, very highly of the Dolphins and Tua, and they are for real. And I think, do you put them up there with the Eagles, with now the Vikings in terms of the top-tier teams in this league right now? I absolutely think so. And they should have more consideration. More people should be talking about this, the Dolphins, for sure. 
Should be noted, you, you said the Vikings there, and I don't, again, I, it's crazy. I just watched them do that comeback win against Buffalo, and I'm like mentally like, no, like, what is Lucy talking That's, about? Should be noted. Isn't that crazy? Well, you know who, we said this stat, like teams that lose uh, to Kirk Cousins don't win the Super Bowl, and I know they didn't play with their starting quarterback, so maybe this is where it changes. The Dolphins lost to the Vikings this year in Miami, but Tua didn't play. It was Skylar Thompson, and then it was Teddy Bridgewater, and so – you didn't really get the real Miami Dolphins. But the interesting note on that is I feel like the, I just feel like the Dolphins are legit. Like if you want to put them against anybody, I'm buying the Dolphins. I'm buying the stock. I love it. I, I, it's fun to watch. I think McDaniel's a real coach. Their defense is concerning. I, I think their defense gives up too many big plays. They have a big run play to Nick Chubb, and they give a lot of points. But I, I think it's a fascinating look. I, I, I have a parlay. Uh, futures bet that I want to share. I have uh, Geno Smith as comeback player of the year and Tyree Kill to win offensive player of the year. I have that parlayed, and so that payout's pretty nice, and so I'm hoping that that can hit because right now I feel confident in it. But I ask you, MVP odds. Tyree Kill probably won't get MVP odds. It's mainly a quarterback position award unless you got a Derrick Henry. Lucy, our odds coming into today, the top three players were Patrick Mahomes plus 200, Josh Allen plus 250, Jalen Hurts plus 250. Why is Tua not in this? Yeah, that's a great question. That's a fantastic question. I think Tua, Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes should all be above Josh Allen right now for this. And I think I would look at Jalen Hurts for this. I think he could even be favored over Patrick Mahomes. But I would, if you're not going to go with the favorite, I would look at Jalen Hurts for this. And I think even Tua, though, but all of them should be above Josh Allen here, I think. Lamar Jackson even should be above Josh Allen. Tua was fifth, by the way, and this was coming into today. That's so crazy. maybe what you're saying is should be like Josh Allen's probably going to slip from that game today. Um, yeah. Jalen's interesting. Jalen, you know, I I have a hard time giving it to Jalen Hurts, and I I don't mean to disparage um, the young guy, but he's having a good year, and yet it's not really just him though, right? Like AJ Brown and, and I you could do this with Tyreek and, and Tua too. So like maybe I'm kind of making an argument against myself here, but like with with Jalen, Tua's putting up numbers numbers. Whereas I feel like Jalen's having a good year, but the defense is one of the best in the league. The offensive line is the best in the league. He's got weapons all over. They made the AJ Brown accusa- uh, acquisition. Like I, I feel like with the with with the Eagles. It's 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 a little more of a team thing than than maybe the feel of Miami. And again, I think you can divide Tyreek and Tua and say offensive player of the year, MVP, and that's kind of how I'm looking at it. What do you, yeah. what do you think? How, how do you slate Jalen Hurts versus Tua for the MVP? No, that's a great point. I think I I was thinking coming into today also, but after today, yeah, I would bring, I would put Tua higher in my mind maybe in the odds for this. I just don't see how it won't be Patrick Mahomes at this point. If the season ended today, would it be Patrick Mahomes or, or Tua? Would it be those two? Right. Um, yeah. Or put jail. Yeah. It's a, it is, it's tough to, to suss out the team versus the quarter at this point beyond Patrick Mahomes, because now Josh yeah. Allen, he's, he's going to drop for sure. So I, yeah, that's I mean, Tua. Yeah. You look at that and you're like, yeah. Cause it's funny because these teams, you have the perception of them in your mind. Then you look at records. You're like, wait a minute. This team's record is much better. Like the Dolphins record is much better than I realized. So or it's, it, until you look at the record, you're like, oh, wait, maybe this team is is actually better than you think. Because there's such a disparity yeah. kind of in, in teams in the season. 
Yeah, no, Miami, Miami, I think, looks all the bit the part. Should be noted, update quick on Sunday Night Football. It's 24 seconds in the second quarter. Chargers up 13-10, third and 10 now. We've got a quarterback change. Uh, Dre Greenlaw hit Justin Herbert as he was going down uh, with his helmet, and he has knocked Justin Herbert out of the game, at least for now. I think he's doing concussion protocol stuff. Chase Daniel, who has a career of making like $60 million and never playing, uh, Herbert's on the sideline right now. He's got no helmet, so we'll see what happens. I'll give you updated. But Daniel's in there. He's got two straight incompletions. Chargers are driving, but interesting note there with Herbert. Uh, and the Niners have lost straight green lot to uh, an ejection. Uh, let's get to some college football. Let's wrap it up with a little college football. Lucy, we had a lot of uh, upsets this weekend in the top 25. And uh, we've already got the new rankings out. From the AP. Now, the college football playoff is really the only ranking that matters. Um, but the AP's got Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, TCU, who went into Texas and won. TCU thumped them, uh, thumped their game. Uh, I think it was Missouri they beat. LSU survived in the snow in Arkansas. USC won on Friday against Colorado. Bama eked out a win against Old Miss. Clemson beat um, Louisville. And Utah just thumped. Stanford, Oregon dropped, Ole Miss dropped, UCLA dropped, uh, Notre Dame, they went up Kentucky. two spots, Tulane dropped five spots, Kentucky's not in it, and Kentucky should never be in it the rest of the year, Vanderbilt won their first SEC game since 2019, like don't ever rank Kentucky for the rest of the season, <laughs> and my beeves got into the top 25, but what do we make of upset weekend and everything that's going on right now in college football, TCU top four, going to get in the playoff? There you go. TCU could. TCU could be the, the, the big team of the season. Brian Kelly surviving. Southern gentleman Brian Kelly surviving the snow. Good for him. He's so used to the warm weather in his family in the South. So that was exciting to see. I, I kind of like root for it. That's, that's kind of, that's good. TCU is exciting here. They're, they, so I didn't even realize. They're 10-0. and 0, And they knocked Texas out of the top 25. So this story, don't look now. TCU gaining ground here. Yeah. No, TCU, you know, TCU is a fun team because they their story's interesting. Their coach coached Cal years ago, Sonny Dykes, and he's got this air raid throw pass first offense, and he goes to TCU. As a, he goes from SMU to TCU and his redemption tour back, and in year one he loses his starting quarterback, and he's got a backup playing right now, and they're one of the more preemptive offenses in college football. Every week people say they can't buy it, and then TCU either comes back in a tough spot or they go to Texas and they went outright. Uh, I think it's time to take TCU seriously. They've clinched their spot in the big 12 championship. Michigan, Ohio state will work themselves out and Georgia's probably not going to lose. Um, we got LSU, Georgia for the uh, sec championship coming up. And so that was handled. USC is the pac 12's only hope at this point because well, Oregon lost to Washington at home and Utah has two losses. So College football world's heating up. The season's coming to an end. We've got uh, two two weeks left. Two weeks in the regular two, season. That's wild. TCU plus 2,000 for the national, national title. Look at that. Sprinkle I, a little bit I on like that. I like that future. I like that future, Lucy. That. That's going to do it for us here on Back to the Futures. Good stuff in the NFL, college football. We'll have more with you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in. Back to the Futures here on the BetQL Network. Back to the Futures. We'll be back with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague on the BetQL Network. Presented by BetMGM.